This episode of TGC Podcast is sponsored by Acts 29 with an invitation to their 2024 Next Conference happening April 15th through the 17th in Dallas, Texas. You don't want to miss this great lineup of speakers, including Sam Albury, Matt Chandler, Brian Loritz, John Piper, and more. The Next Conference will equip and encourage church planters and church leaders of all types for church ministry. To learn more and register for Next, visit acts29.com slash next. TGC podcast listeners will receive a special discount of $20 off registration prices by using the code TGC. Again, visit acts29.com slash next. That's acts29.com slash next. This episode of TGC Podcast is brought to you by Crossway and the new ESV Bible app. The ESV Bible app is designed to help you engage with God's Word on a deeper level, offering elegant, intuitive features to personalize your study, including multiple audio recordings of the full ESV text, audio playlists, customizable background music, daily reading plans, and more. Download the ESV Bible app on your phone or tablet or visit esv.org to get started. This episode of the Gospel Coalition podcast is sponsored by The Good Book Company, publisher of The Book Your Pastor Wishes You Would Read But Is Too Embarrassed to Ask, a book by Christopher Ashe that helps us to see that if we want a joy-filled church, we need to have a cared-for pastor. More information at thegoodbook.com. This is the Gospel Coalition podcast, where we seek to renew the contemporary church in the ancient gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Colin Hansen. Today's podcast is a discussion with Rosaria Butterfield, Trillia Newbell, and Melissa Kruger on how to counsel someone who has experienced abuse in the church. One of the more painful things I think we've seen in the past year or two coming out in culture is this Me Too moment that has started this tidal wave of sharing of experiences. Um, and this is of women who have been abused all across America in different settings, and we've seen it. And unfortunately, um, I think we've seen it in such a painful place as well, which is the church. And I don't think there's probably any more painful place to experience the hurt of abuse than when you feel it and it comes from the church. And so how, if you're sitting down with a woman, Do you talk to her if she has experienced abuse in the church? What do you say to her when you're sitting around discussing this? Such a tough topic because the church is supposed to be our home and the place that we're cared for and loved. And so when it becomes a place of abuse, how do we interact with women on that? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I think there there are a lot of different... um, points of view in that question that need to be dealt with. So if a woman comes to you and um, the abuse is happening right now, Mm -hmm. that needs to be dealt with immediately. Absolutely. And as, you know, as pastors, wives, you know, we have a, a privilege and a responsibility to very quickly get to the right people at the right time. And, and, and I think this is hard for the church to hear sometimes, but um, fairly recently I was sitting down with a woman and, and she wanted to pray with me about a, a case of abuse in the church. And when I found out that it was going on now, that she had talked to the 
people within the church that no one was. I said, well, let's call the police first yes. and then let's pray. Yes. Okay. Which I, I know might sound, you know, like, ah, no, you know, excellent. but the civil magistrate must be involved in the in those moments. And so one of the things we might want to think about is how to tr be get get out of that cultural sentiment that says people will betray you Jesus never will mm -hmm. suck it up you know that sort of thing. Yes. So we need to know when to get the civil magistrate involved. We also need to be um and I think this is really where you all are super strong. We need to be in such regular discipling of the women in our church that emergency counseling doesn't doesn't throw us for this major loop. Right. See, because people will share with you what's on their heart. Yeah. This is a this is a huge burden. And and Melissa, as you said, it's so the the betrayal from the church is is one of the one of it's it's one of Satan's biggest claims. Mm -hmm. um, and we must stand with um, people who have been victimized. And then we have to help people not stay there. Right. Yeah. But if the civil magistrate needs to get involved, yeah. make that phone call while you're sitting there. Right. Absolutely. And I think we need to even, as we're discussing this, define terms. So we are talking about sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, if someone comes to me, I agree 100% immediately, go to the police, make sure that they are involved. Another thing that I think is missing is training in this. Mm -hmm. that we, we are discipled in how to deal with these and how to handle right. abuse cases. So right. I think we need to um, make sure that our churches are places that have policies established and that they're being communicated so that if someone does come to you, it, you, me, anyone listening, that they know the steps that they need to take, which one is authority. Um, they, they probably need to involve other people. Pastors need to make sure that they're involving a woman. Mm -hmm. They need to go make sure that counselors are involved. There's so much that mm -hmm. needs to happen that needs to be laid out so that it isn't a confusing thing. Right. It isn't something that you're trying to react to, right. but that you're already prepared for. Right. And so that is one of the things that I, I just have a burden for, for the church, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that we are in this me too, but we're in a church too season as well. And so prepare and be ready. Well, and that's key. That's key because what we want anyone who's being victimized to know is yeah. that church membership is your best ally. So, so if you are, say, um, let's moving it out of the sexual abuse, but into physical abuse in mm -hmm. a marriage, if you are being physically abused in your marriage and you are a covenant member of our church, the elders are going to be your firewall. Absolutely. So the most dangerous place to be actually is to have a, um, Jesus, my imaginary friend, mm. um, churches, you know, I don't want to be a member, I, you know, church membership is your firewall mm -hmm. against abuse because you and I and Melissa, we are members of our churches right. in good standing. That's not a family membership. It, it's my protection. Absolutely. And so not only do we want to communicate that, we want that, we want to make sure that that is true in our churches. Yeah, absolutely. And the last thing I'd say is just that if someone comes to me or with, I want to make sure that I don't 
act shocked. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. That's yeah. Because like, we're just like, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 We have heard it before. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and painfully so. Yes. Right. We don't but want to shame someone who's right. been victimized. so tightly right. because yeah. they think I'm the only one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we want to make we want to make sure that we have environments that are gracious so that people can come with Amen. very broken, hard stories, Amen. abuse, whatever it is. So we don't want to act shocked or be shocked, but we want to lovingly care for them, listen and then take action where action needed. Yes. And I think it's important, as you were even talking about in defining terms, even if in the church you feel like uncomfortable comments were made to you, because it's probably not just you that these comments were made that are very inappropriate. And you're thinking, did I do something wrong? Did, was it my fault? We as women sometimes think it's my fault he said that to right. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. You know, and if he's saying it to you, he may be saying it to someone else and it may be pulling someone in. And so to even create spaces where that can be talked about, one thing I do with our women, we have a women's kickoff every year where we explain our women's ministry. And one thing I said this year, and it was one of the times the room got silent. I said, if there is abuse going on, we want you to know this is a safe place. We have women you can talk to um, in any form, if it's happening at your work, if it, but especially if it's ever happening here. We have people who can talk to you. So just that communication that the church should be a safe place. It's essential. Yes, right. yes. And I think if we can offer that to women, um, just the communication, right. sometimes that's missing. It, it can make them say, oh, there is someone I can talk to. I am not alone. This is, this should be the place I feel most protected. That's um, right. You know, from cradle from, to grave. From these things. And so. And I would say when we say that, we need to show it by having relational downtime with people. Hmm. Because there's no way that if I'm in a compromised position and we're having a women's tea <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm a mess and my surroundings are beautiful, but I'm going to go to you and say, Melissa, let me interrupt this beautiful moment to tell you something that's going to make you cry. So we need to have relational time that isn't so programmatic that people feel as though somehow their lives are an interruption. We want to communicate to our sisters in the church that there is no such thing as an interruption, that when we share the truth, that brings a level of integrity and meaning and purpose. It also allows the gospel to shine. It allows Jesus to be our victor. Mm. And we're not too busy. No. Amen. Absolutely. So creating those spaces, saying we are here. um, I just think these things are so important. And then just being willing to tell women what happened to you was wrong. Yes, that's right. It was wrong. And it is not your fault that someone else abused you. I mean, I think that's just this important message we can share when we're dealing with abuse in the church. Right. And sometimes we need to share that message with that woman's husband, that woman's children. You know, abuse isn't an isolated issue. Everyone in the immediate circle is um affected. Is, is affected powerfully yeah. and um and this moment matters how we deal with this moment might matter in the most crucial way for that woman's 15 year old son absolutely so our hope is the church will be a place of healing yes, yes. 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 yes.
You've been listening to the Gospel Coalition podcast. For more gospel-centered resources, visit thegospelcoalition.org. Support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. Learn more and join us at tgc.org slash donate.